Welcome to the Achieve Your Goals podcast with Hal Elrod. I'm your host, Nick Polkuski, and you're listening to the show that is guaranteed to help you take your life to the next level faster than you ever thought possible. In each episode, you will learn from someone who has achieved extraordinary goals that most haven't. He is the author of the number one best-selling book, The Miracle Morning, a Hall of Fame business achiever, an international keynote speaker, ultra-marathon runner, and the founder of VIPSuccessCoaching.com, Mr. Hal Elrod. All right, Achieve Your Goals podcast listeners, this is Hal Elrod, and uh, this is a solo episode. We haven't done a solo episode in a while, meaning... No, nobody's here. It's just, it's just me. Um, and uh, not even Nick, not even our buddy Nick Palkowski's on the line. It is just me today. Uh, we've been interviewing a lot of fascinating people lately, and uh, I decided to do a solo episode, and it was actually inspired by this new tool that I got um, called the Productivity Planner. And uh, no, this is not a sponsor. It sounds like a, an ad, a sponsorship plug. Uh, check out the Productivity Planner. No, but this is, a, it's actually, it's a tool that was created by our friends UJ Ramdas and Alex Icon at the um, that created the five minute journal. They're the the owners of the company Intelligent Change, and uh, so this productivity planner I got it in the mail. They did a Kickstarter a few months back. I got it in the mail. Uh, I don't know, like a week ago, and I've started using it, and uh, I'm I'm loving it. I'm loving it. In fact, my only gripe is that it doesn't have a spot necessarily for a pen so that I can have it with me at all times. Uh, well, I can have it with me at all times, but uh, I've got to have a pen somewhere uh, attached to it. But anyway, but the point is uh, I'm not going to talk about the productivity planner as much as I'm going to talk about what uh, what this reminded me of, if you will, and how to be more productive, right? We're going to talk about some productivity hacks today and, and how to achieve more with less. And uh, the, the one thing in the opening pages of the Productivity Planner, and I guess I'm holding it in my hand, so I am, I'm, <laughs> I am going to reference this as we go through the episode today. But um, I was reminded of the, a, very, a very old story, a, a, a real life story of Charles Schwab. And Charles Schwab, if you don't not familiar with Charles, uh, he was the owner of Bethlehem Steel Company, which became the single biggest independent steel producer back in the, I believe, the early 1900s. Uh, and uh, Schwab became one of the wealthiest people in the world. And there's this story of how uh, Schwab was frustrated with his employees at the, the lack of their productivity at one point. And so he, uh, he made a deal with them that he would reward the person who increased productivity for their company. And in that, in that process, he came across Ivy Lee and Ivy Lee gave him a singular life-changing piece of advice. And the advice that Ivy gave to him was very simple. He said the process that, that Ivy was using for productivity is that every evening before finishing work, you might want to jot these down. Uh, this is not rocket science, but are you doing it, right? That's always the question. It's not what you know, it's what you do that matters. So every evening before finishing work, Ivy would do uh, five things, or four things really. Uh, number one, he would write down three to five things that he planned to get done the next day. Right, so that's the first. Write down three to five things that you plan to get done the next day. Second thing, rank them from highest to lowest priority. Right, so what's of those three to five things? What's the most important? Uh, and then in the morning, start working on the task of the highest priority. And then last but not least, 
only move on to the next task when you've completed the current task, right? So only move on to task number two when you've completed task number three, uh, on to three once you've completed two, and so on and so forth, and then repeat that process. So while this may sound simple, and, and you may go, well, yeah, that's, that's you know, that's, that's nothing new, uh, most of the ideas that we need to implement in our lives are typically fundamentals, right, that have, have worked for people for, for successful people for decades or for centuries. Uh, Miracle Morning is a great example of that, right? The, uh, the six practices known as the life savers, uh, none of those were new, but uh, most people were, you know, having trouble implementing any one of those. You know, meditation was something that they had always thought of implementing or wanted to implement, but they weren't implementing it. Maybe, or that's journaling was that for them, or maybe it's morning exercise or whatever. So none of these were new. It was just putting them into a system and actually making it doable so that every day you could check off your list that you you meditated, you did your affirmations, visualization, reading, exercise, journaling, etc. So, uh Ivy stressed to Charles Schwab the importance of completing the tasks in order of priority and resisting the urge to go to the next task before completing the previous one. And if you don't complete the list of five tasks, you know, you don't sweat it. If you get three or four of the tasks done, that's fine. The important thing is to maintain focus on getting the highest priority task done. Now, if you've heard the story before, kind of the, the part that makes it pretty uh, pretty amazing is that at the end of three weeks, Charles Schwab sent Ivy Lee a check for $25,000. Now, today, that would be roughly $300,000 in 2015, give or take. Uh, and he, he included a note to Ivy mentioning that, that it was one of the most valuable pieces of business advice he had ever received. And it was within five years that their company, Bethlehem Steel, became you know the single biggest independent steel producer and making Schwab one of the wealthiest men in the world. So um, I share that with you. Like I said, it's, it's nothing that you probably haven't heard before, but are you doing that every day? And I know that I'm not. And that's where the productivity planner, you know, getting this and, and having a tool to do it. Uh, it's like, I've known this for years and sometimes I do it. Sometimes I don't, you know, sometimes I've been better than others. Um, but, but what ends up happening, and this is human nature and, and, and think if, if you can relate to this, what ends up happening is you've got your to-do list, uh, and you often look at it and human nature is to, to take the path of least resistance. That's human nature. So we grab our to-do list and we look at it and we go, hey, what's something I could check off, right? To, to kind of almost trick myself into feeling like I'm making progress. But there's the difference between being busy, which is just doing stuff for the sake of doing stuff, and then making progress, which is actually completing activities, or tasks or projects that are moving you in a meaningful direction and, and achieving the, the goals that matter the most in your life. And so um, that, uh, as simple as it is, are you doing it? And, uh, and if not, like me, if this is an area of improvement for you, that's all I want you to get out of this call is you don't, uh, you know, I'm not, I'm, yeah, I don't know how long it's going to be. It's not a call, right? It's a podcast, but uh, it's not going to be, a, I don't think it'll be a real long one, although... I always say that, um, but uh, but the point is that you are from now on that starting today at the end of each day you prioritize what are the top three to five most important tasks that you will complete tomorrow. That you prioritize once you've written those down from one to three or one to five, which is the most important, which is the most significant, and then the next day, right, you execute in order and you don't move on to task number two until you've completed task number three, or <laughs> sorry, task number one, you, you, you get what I'm saying with that. Um, 
So I'm going to flip through this productivity planner here. Uh, one of the things that the productivity planner uses, which I, uh, I, I did never, I never knew the name of this, but back in, in my sales days, when I was uh, in direct sales, this is actually the single most valuable technique that helped me rise to the top of, of my field, of, of all the salespeople in my company. And it's known as the Pomodoro technique. And the Pomodoro technique, it is named after, uh, Pomodoro is Italian for tomato. And it, it gets its name from the tomato-shaped timer that its founder, the founder of this technique, Francesco uh, Cirillo, uh, first used to combat his procrastination. And it's so the idea of the Pomodoro technique is, is relatively simple. Um, you decide on a clear task that you want to focus on that will take you at least 25 minutes to do. And 25 minutes is one Pomodoro. And then you determine how many Pomodoros will it take me? And at the end of, right, so you go, okay, well, this, you know, this task will probably take me roughly two hours. So that would be four uh, Pomodoros, right? Roughly four Pomodoros. And the idea is that, you know, the, our ability to focus intently on one activity for an extended period of time, they, they've measured, you know, depending on the research that you read, it's anywhere from, you know, 30 minutes to even uh, upwards of 90 minutes. I called this back when I implemented it in my sales career, half hours of power. And uh, I'm going to tell you the, the way that I applied it and how, how powerful it was. Uh, I got really clear on how many phone calls I needed to make to achieve all of my sales goals. And then I got really clear on how many phone calls I could make on average over the course of an hour. And that was about 40 calls or sorry, 20 calls an hour. I could you know, sometimes make more, but I averaged a few hours and I went, well, this hour I made 26, this hour I made 18, this hour, right? And I averaged about 20. And then the half hours of power technique is where knowing that it was easier for us to stay focused on a smaller period of time and a smaller amount of tasks, I went from 60 minutes down to 30 and I went, okay, I'm going to do half hours of power. And the idea was that my activity, which was phoning, you know, you can apply this to anything. You can apply this to any activity, cleaning your house. You can apply it to any activity. Uh, the idea was I knew that I would average about 10 calls every 30 minutes. My goal was to make those 10 calls as fast as I possibly could with the idea, with the reward that I would earn a break from work to, you know, stretch or meditate or check Facebook or whatever um, from the time that it took me to finish those 10 calls until that 30 minute half hour of power time block was completed. So if I was able to finish my 10 calls in 23 minutes, then I had seven minutes until my next half hour of power started, seven minutes to rest, to relax, etc. So this was powerful because what it allowed me to do was focus on the task at hand. And in the case of making, you know, if you've ever been in sales, uh, making sales calls, there was all that, you know, there was the rejection and people would be rude on the phone and often you would let that affect you emotionally and then you wouldn't want to make any more calls. And what this did by focusing on specific, the, the measurable metric, the task, how many calls I would make and in a specific measurable amount of time. And then by setting myself up with this reward to get, uh, you know, and it just a easy reward, just a break from work, right? It was just something though that, you know, psychologically what happens is when we have a short you know, we know that we have a really short window of time. And if we maintain a sense of urgency in our activities, then we immediately get a short-term reward. 
Very different from going, well, if I work on, if I do the stuff I'm doing, you know, for the next 10 years, gosh, eventually it'll pay off, right? Like that, that, that's a, that's a harder way to stay motivated when you've got a 10 year reward that you're working towards. But if you've got a reward that's 30 minutes away or 20 minutes away, it is a lot easier to stay motivated, stay disciplined, stay focused. So what it did is instead of worrying about how my calls went, my results, you may have heard me say this before that I believe the secret to uh, success or one of them is to define your process. So for me, it was making those calls uh, and be committed to the process without being emotionally attached to your results. See, most of us are emotionally attached to our results. If, if things go good, we feel good and we keep going. If things go bad, we don't feel good and we feel discouraged. And so what it used to be before I created this kind of strategy was when when I would call someone and, you know, they would be rude or they would, you know, they weren't interested or they would hang up on me, you know, that used to really bother me. I would be, you know, it's like, why would you hang up on me? I'm a, I'm a nice person. Like if you knew me, you wouldn't do that. Right. Take, I would take it really personally. And when I shifted and I focused on committing to the process without being emotionally attached to the results, it was a big shift because here's what happened. Now, if I made a call and someone answered, a prospect answered and they were like, I'm not interested. Don't ever call here again. Click. Instead of getting all you know emotional about that, I would go, awesome. That's the fastest call I could have had. And I would tally that call. And I was that much closer to earning my reward. So that was my technique, half hours of power. And every day I would just do usually two half hours of power. I needed to make 20 calls a day. And then I would go to the pool. Literally, that was, I was, you know, was, what, 20 years old when I came up with this idea. And, um, and uh, I lived in an apartment back then with a pool. And it was you know, central California, it was very hot. So I would make my 20 calls for the day. Then I'd go lay by the pool for a couple hours. I'd swim, get some exercise in, and then I would, you know, go shower, get in the car and go to my first appointments for the day. Um, so bringing this back to the Pomodoro technique and the, uh, and the, you know, which is what the productivity planner that I'm looking at here is largely centered on. Um, and by the way, if you want to get the, I'm just, well, I'll figure that out later. If you want to get the productivity planner. Um, I should have figured that out where it is first, but, uh, I would just probably Google productivity planner <laughs> and you'll find it. Um, in fact, we'll post a, a link in the show notes, which I'll, I'll find that for you. Um, but, uh, so the Pomodoro, te- Pomodoro technique, number one, you decide on a clear task, as I mentioned that, you know, you want to focus on that will take you at least 25 minutes to do, cause that's one Pomodoro. And then you start your timer for 25 minutes and it's important to have a timer. You know, you want to have something that is counting down or that is holding you accountable, keeping you on pace, keeping you on track. So taking your, you know, I use my phone now and I, I just set the timer for 25 minutes. Um, and, and that time block is known as a Pomodoro. And so the idea is that you don't work on anything else. Okay. You don't work on anything. You don't check. And if you, I encourage you to put your phone on airplane mode, right? Turn off your notifications. I mean, really, so you can stay focused. And if you do get distracted, you know, it's okay. Just gently bring yourself back to work. It happens. But if you get so distracted that you end up going into some other task for five minutes or longer, you got to start your Pomodoro over, right? You've got to start it over. And what this does is over time, this technique will condition you to focus exclusively on the task at hand. And therefore it will increase your productivity. It will increase your ability to focus and it will increase your discipline. And then once the timer ends at 25 minutes, that's your time for a reward, right? That's for a mini celebration, you know, get up, stretch, get some water, do a happy dance. You know, um, you have five minute break until you start the next Pomodoro. That's it. So 
that is, it, it's a simple technique, but it is, it, you know, it is so powerful. And again, I called it half hours of power back in the day, um, but uh, it's been known for longer than that as the Pomodoro technique. And the, um, the you know, if that, if that if that's really all you walk away with today is to try those two techniques, right? The two techniques are at the end of the day, clarify what are the top three to five priorities for the next day. Your, that's your to-do list, right? And, and by the way, limit your to-do list to five. That is advice that, you know, Benjamin Franklin gave, right? The idea that um, having a to-do list is important. You know, Benjamin Franklin is famous for saying, "If you plan to, or if you fail to plan, you you're planning to fail." Uh, and and there's good research that shows people are significantly more likely to follow through on a task if they write it down. So, keeping your to-do list every day in writing, but keeping it to a minimum of five items or less. Less really is more. And, and when you prioritize one to five, you're focusing on the most important tasks, right? So, at the end of each day, starting today. Write down your top three to five priorities for the next day, number them in order, and then the next day, you know, decide what time you're going to commit to implement those priorities. And, you know, you might even have, you might, you know, like, for example, a one hour, um, a one hour block of time would be two Pomodoros, right? So 25 minutes plus a five minute break and then another 25 minute Pomodoro and a five minute break. So start, I'd encourage you to try this for the next, you know, for the next five to seven days. Try it for the next five to seven days and implement it in a way where you see, you know, you, you need to give it at least five days, I would say, to see uh, how it's going to benefit you and how it's going to start reconditioning you and kind of shift the way that you think about, you know, productivity and how focused you are, et cetera. So, um, oh, my son just came in. All right, buddy, I'll be right there, okay? I wish you guys could see my son, Halston. He's three and he's so, so cute. So cute. So, so sweet. So sweet. 90. Five percent of the time, five <laughs> percent of the time, he could, he could, he's, he has his moments. We'll say, but uh, amazing. All right, buddy. Hey, I'll be right there. Okay. Daddy. Oh man, he's coming in. All right, I guess this is time to wrap up. I got to give my son some attention here. Um, but uh, that's it. So three to five tasks uh, for tomorrow. Uh, do that for the next five days in a row, minimum, to start seeing the benefits of that. And then once you've identified those top five tasks, all right, order them in order of importance, but use Pomodoros to implement, right? So figure out how many Pomodoros are you going to need to complete each of those tasks, you know, estimate, is it one? Is it three? Is it five? And maybe it's, you know, now, now here's an important caveat, an important distinction here is if you're, if you're looking, if one of the things you write down, you're like, that's going to take me like 20 hours to complete or five hours or whatever, right? Well then break it down into more manageable chunks, right? So if you're like, oh, I need to write the first chapter of my book, but that's going to take a heck of a lot of Pomodoros, or I don't even know how many Pomodoros it's going to take, right? Whatever it is, a big project, go, okay, what is the first the first part of that project. What's the first thing that I can do? Um, and often, if you don't know where to start, I always, you know, say Google, Google where to start, right? Google first step in doing blank, and, and you'll, you know, you'll get some answers. So, leverage Pomodoros uh, and and then track your Pomodoros. And that's what's cool about the Productivity Planner, um, right? Is that you know it helps you do that for the week, kind of plan out the most important tasks for the week, uh, and then your secondary tasks, and then your additional tasks, and then each day it's got you know you you've got them in 
in order of one to five. And it actually has this little thought or this little box where you put in the target number of Pomodoros that you guesstimate it will take to complete the task. And then um, the actual number of Pomodoros at the end. And then there's little bubbles for you to track every time you uh, you do a Pomodoro. And uh, I'm going to go ahead and I want to do this. I hate to leave you guys hanging. I want to look at uh, where you guys can get the productivity planner um, because, uh, oh, oh, it's actually much simpler than I thought. Productivityplanner.com. Okay, that was easy. Um, productivityplanner.com if you want to check it out. So, but whether or not you use a productivity planner or you use a you know line notebook or you use your computer, some form of technology, uh, there, there are your productivity hacks for today. Keeping it simple, prioritizing your tasks, working on them in order of what's most important, and breaking your time into 30-minute chunks, 25 minutes of focused productivity, and five minutes of mini celebration, relax, rejuvenate, get refocused, etc. Uh, that's it for today. Thank you so much for listening to the Achieve Your Goals podcast. Uh, I really appreciate you and I uh, look forward to our next conversation. Take care. And thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the podcast. So now hopefully you are ready to go out there and to actually get more done to use some of these productivity hacks. Which ones are you going to actually start implementing right away? Let us know by going over to hellaura.com slash 111 for episode number 111. And just leave a comment there on the show notes page, letting us know your big takeaways from this episode. Also, if you haven't done so yet, please go subscribe to the podcast on iTunes by going over to halera.com slash iTunes, clicking the little subscribe button, and then leave a rating and review. Rating and reviews truly are the best way for you to show your appreciation for the show because they help more people find out about the podcast and decide if this is the one for them. So now until next week, it's time for you to go out there, take action, and achieve your goals. to grow your business using podcasting but don't have the time to edit the audio insert the intro and outro write up the show notes post the episode to all the different sites and do all of the ridiculous back-end work that's required then you need yourpodcastguru.com where you bring the content and we take care of the rest we'll even co-host the show for you visit yourpodcastguru.com right now to explode your audience and crush it in the podcasting world